Welcome to the CEO Secrets for Executing Strategy podcast. I'm Wayne Washington, founder and CEO of Grow Company Profits. We help CEOs stop leaving money on the table while sustaining profitability to fund managed growth. The CEO Secrets for Executing Strategy podcast is basically CEOs helping other CEOs with tips, tools, and techniques to implement company projects or other work activities on time, on target, and on budget. Let's spend the next 30 minutes together with my guest CEO and maybe learn some different tools to put into your CEO toolbox. Welcome listeners to the CEO Secrets for Executing Strategy podcast. The CEO Secrets for Executing Strategy podcast is a podcast by CEOs for CEOs seeking to sustain execution excellence to fund managed growth. I'm Wayne Washington, founder and CEO of Grow Company Profits. All of my CEO guests successfully operate companies with annual revenues in excess of $1 million. Today, my guest is Sean Harper, CEO of American Services and Protection. Sean's company can be found at AmericanServicesAndProtection.com. Sean, I'd like to thank you for being a guest on the show today. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And let's win. Let's, let's, let's go. And, and what, what I want us to do today, Sean, is, as I say, we're just going to have a conversation. Sure. Two CEOs talking about what it was that t- made you successful. And, awesome. and so what, tell us about what is American Services and Protection? American Services and Protection is a full service security company based out of Columbus, Ohio, 100 plus employees. We provide armed and unarmed security services. We do some executive protection. We do some consulting as well, just moving into the space of a security concierge. You know, we have a, a lot of connections and a, and a lot of knowledge. So okay. when someone needs a particular service outside of what we do, our core, then we can offer a solution for our clients in these, you know, interesting times. You know, and I, that's that's interesting. And I think everybody knows about security. And in, in, in today's world, security is is a needed necessity, no matter right. what you do. But let's 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 go back, Sean. Take me back. I want to hear your starter story. How did American Services and, and Protection get started? How did you, how okay. did you get going? So I need to actually expand that because uh, because now it gives my actual mindset in in security and what I currently do. Okay. I am a former professional football player. Okay. So I played seven years professional football with the Rams, with the Colts, um, NFL Europe as well. Getting towards the end of my career, my brother had a security firm and I actually bought into that company. Well, some un- unforeseen circumstances happens and sometimes you have to look at the opportunities and obstacles. And to make a long story short, July, 2004, I took over security operations, uh, working it from that. The good thing, well, the challenge part of that is that I don't have a lot of 
you know, CEO experience, MBAs or whatever, you know, degrees in business. All I had was what I learned playing football and sports my entire life. And so I was able to bring and graft that winning mindset into the corporate arena. I struggled for a while, but now I've been able to just take that methodology, that mindset uh, and, and to infuse it into corporate America. And what I've learned is that it's not mutually exclusive. There's a difference between success and winning. And so okay. we are training and we are, I'm continually training our employees, including myself, that let's win this versus let's become a successful company. And we're gonna we're gonna dive into that because you you said a mouthful there, and I want to take a little <laughs> bit of time a little bit of time to, to dive into it, particularly some of the you know let, let me just back up a little bit. When I think about my audience, you're not alone in being that guy who decides to get into a business has no CEO background. Right. You learn from the school of hard knocks, and you you, you learn your lessons as you go along. So you're not alone like that. So we're gonna talk about a few of those as we go forward. Sure. So, so in, in going back in two, okay, 2004, you just, you decided to get started mm -hmm. day one. What was it like? Well, I mean, you, you CEO day one. I mean, you, you got the title, you got the job, you got the responsibilities. Help me understand that first week or so. You know what? I remember sitting inside of the office. It's a glass office. Uh -huh. I have my sister out front and I have my father. He's working with me as well. Uh -huh. And they're basically looking at me saying, lead us. And it was probably one of the most scariest moments of my life because <laughs> I don't know what to do. Uh -huh. And I'm sitting back and finally I, I, I just took one step. I failed. I got back up. I took another step and another step and another step. You know what it's like? It's like riding a bicycle and you will fall off the bike, but you have to get back on the bike. The secret weapon, though, is that I have my father next to me. And after every challenging moment, my father was there to pick me up and encourage me and keep pushing me forward. His, he, basically, he was in my ear 24-7, and I stumbled my way into winning. I think another one of the major blessings in that is that I was blessed with this, with this unusual tenacity to win. Okay. Because I'm looking at it as a sport, and I'm playing an in, infinite game that, you know what, I'm going to keep swinging and swinging and swinging. If the state, if the feds, if the government doesn't lock these doors, then eventually I'm going to win. Well, let me, let me ask you a question about that, because you, you said something there that, that somewhat intrigued me. Your, your father and your sister were there in the office that first day, the first time you were there. Yes. When you got started, was it more doing things to please your father and not let your father down? Or were you, did you originally have an entrepreneur's mindset and we're going to build a business? Or was it a blend of both? It was a blend of both. You see, you know, I, I, I really didn't dive into my past, but my father divorced my mom when I was about three or four years of age. Okay. And I invited him back to the company, or we did uh, under the old name. Okay. And when the company switched over, he was just there. And so, you know, you are a part of the foundation. We're going to move forward. Wasn't the best relationship towards the very end, but I just thank God that he was there for me. Now, my mom, which is very interesting. Uh, once my father left, my mom went to scrub floors in affluent neighborhoods. Okay. But what happened was that they would pull her aside and they would teach her business and CEO lessons. Okay. And so she would immediately come home and share these lessons with us. 
this is what you do, blah, 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 get some land, get some gold, blah, blah, blah. Your network is your net worth, you know, don't abuse relationships, understand spiritual laws. And then one day it was ready, set, go. Now, my sister had always worked with the previous company, moving into the next company, and so did my father. And basically, that was my entire office staff. And so from that moment, everything I've learned had to kick in. And it was a bike riding process. But hey, 20 plus years, well, you know, I don't know, 18, 19 years later, here I am. So yeah. Well, okay, as you, you, you talk about it, and I, I, I like the analogy of, of a bike riding process because uh, anybody who's a new entrepreneur doing something in a, as a new CEO, you, you, you're going to have hurdles that you're going to, you're going to overcome. You're going to have obstacles you got to go around. What was, what was one of the, let's say, let's, let's say, how did you start getting things together? You're learning as you go. You made mistakes. You, you, you learned from the mistakes. You pushed on. Where was it where you said, I got to do something different. I got to learn more. I got to associate with more people. How did you start to get the CEO mentality? How did you start to realize I have to lead? I have to learn. I have to teach. I have to delegate. How did you start to do all that? You know what? There were, there were a few aha moments, but one of the things that I, that, that I was able to take from the NFL that I see a lack of in corporate America is there's not enough analysis of the competition. Okay. Right. So when you play football, trust Monday, Tuesday, we, we spend more time in the film room than we do in the practice field. Okay. I, I know everything about the guy I'm going up against. I know everything about the defense. I know what he likes for dinner. I know his wife's name. I know everything. Okay. So now I'm thinking, okay, I need to bring that mindset to the workplace. So one of the first things I did is that I studied my competitors and I studied everything about my competitors. When, when um, an applicant would come in and they, was, and they would sit across from me and they wanted to talk, oh, I would let them talk and I would just listen for the key things and the key strategies and the edges that my competitors had. And, you know, they would, and here's our this. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm learning, I'm learning. They do this. And then, you know what? I would drive around at night and I would watch the other security companies and I would watch the other managers and how they interact. I would sit in a restaurant and sit close to them when they had their meetings. I just extract information and knowledge from the best of the best of the best. And my goal is to become the best of the best of the best. That's just one of the many tactics and strategies that I used. I just learned from my competition and studied them, their strengths and their weaknesses. Okay, so you 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 started out with an, in, with uh, your, your your family, your father and your mm -hmm. sister, mm -hmm. and now you're over a hundred employees. What did you make? What what would, what would you make that initial jump to start bringing on other than family members? When did you start? When did you start bringing in new people, and go from there? How did you start growing? Well, one of the well, wow. One of the main things I did was instead of outsource, I insourced. Okay. What I mean by that is that if I have, let's say at the time, 15, 20 employees, okay, now you guys are a part of my family. You guys are a part of our army. Okay. So guess what? Now you are our brand ambassadors, which they are. Security officers are brand ambassadors. Mm -hmm. You guys are my marketing team to an extent. You guys are my advertisement. And in fact, 
man, if you bring us a contract, you know what? We're going to roll out the red carpet. We're literally going to have a party for you and a bonus. If okay. you, if you, if you refer somebody and they last 90 days, man, you might have a fireworks show. So <laughs> I took all of the energy, which is, which is extremely important post COVID. Okay. I took all of the energy and I turned it outward from, from, from being outward and inward into our most viable asset, which is our people. Mm -hmm. And I'm not happy. Well, I'm not satisfied. I'm not as a CEO. I'm not satisfied. I know I'm not looking at the numbers or that I'm not 100% satisfied till I get referrals. Okay. When a client picks up the phone and says, I'm going to call my friend on your behalf. Uh -huh. That's when I win. That is my win. And I'm like, have we had any referrals? Well, we're not working hard enough because each person knows 1800 to 2000 people. And then, right. then if they're in the industry, they know everybody in the industry. And if they're not bragging about us, then guess what? We have not hit our benchmark. One of the things I've seen is certain companies that, that, focus on, you know, people in our niche and could be more pricey. You don't see them spending millions and millions in advertisement, right? They don't, they focus on referrals. They put their energy in the people. Okay. And that's where I made my uh, switch at. Okay. So from a structure standpoint, you have your, I guess we'll call them security guards. Are, are these armed security people? Okay. Armed, armed and, and unarmed. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so you have the security people, which is basically the major part of your workforce. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about the establishment of a leadership team and how'd you build, how'd you bring that leadership team together to function as one? Well, still, still building. And you know what? I think, let me, let me back up for a second. Okay. Okay. You said something very, very important and it slipped by, but I need to open that up. Okay. 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 Good teams work together. Great teams work as one. Okay. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. I heard you say that. And I was like, wow, you know, a lot of people don't catch that. <laughs> Man, you're seasoned on that one. So as far as the leadership team, one of the things that I struggle with is promoting from the outside. I okay. love to promote from the inside because not only I've not only I'm 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 able to see their skill set under stress and duress, yes. and to see how they not only react but how they respond. Uh -huh. But the closer you get to the inner circle, the one thing that I'm looking for, and, and this is going to sound, man, you know, this is going to be, but you got to understand. Lay it out there. I'm a football player. Okay. Okay. <laughs> a lot of people hire for their skill set, right? Some and 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 other people hire because of character, right? Character okay. and skill set, right? Uh -huh. I look at one more. I look at the person's heart. What? Where is your heart? Is your heart for American services? Is your heart for arterial motives? And that is extremely important. Now think about this for a second. When you have a prisoner of war, the prisoner of war is trained. The prisoner of war has character, but what is the thing that they are testing? They're testing your heart. Are you going to tell? Are you going to snitch? Are you going to do this? Are you going to, you know, where's your heart at? If I, if I have your heart, then I can work to develop 
the skill set. I can work to develop and model character, but it's your heart. Where's your heart at? Because at the end of the day, there are some people who have ruthless hearts and you cannot have them in your inner circle because they're opportunist. The next thing I look for is I look for lions versus tigers in my inner circle. Now, Ooh, here's one. Okay, check it out. A lion, a lion could be a D on the disc, headstrong, you know, but he or she works in communities. Lions hunt in packs. There's a hierarchical system. There's honor. There's respect. Of course, there's the skill set. Look at the claws. Okay. okay. But tigers, tigers work alone. Tigers are opportunist. They look the same. They have the same, you know, I mean, a tiger is ferocious, a lion is ferocious. But if you have a tiger on your team, a lot of times they create upheaval. They're extremely talented. They're extremely productive. But a lion is, I'm a loner. I am a narcissist. And I want to hide behind my hard work. Mm-hmm. Got to get, it, it, you have to have a very high level skill set to deal with a tiger. Mm-hmm. And I, actually I've had one. And I have one actually. And so what I've done with that individual is that I've moved their office. I've moved them on another floor. Okay. Okay. They're extremely productive and they come down one or two times a day and I get them out of there because tigers destroy cultures. Okay. And culture, culture is the secret sauce that people aren't talking about. I mean, I can talk to you about NFL teams that will never win because they're both. You go ahead, go. And I, 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 that was a point when you're talking about the heart when you're talking about the lions and you're talking about the tigers, you know, that was what was going on in the back of my mind because, mm-hmm. because people build companies, right? Not companies build companies. Right. So if you have to have those people working together as one in order to do that, you have to have culture. Now in the NFL, I'm quite sure you call that chemistry or locker room chemistry and in a company is culture. How'd you build your culture? How'd you, how'd you model and build a culture at your company? Intention. Okay. First, first, first and foremost is okay. John, what is it that you really do? Okay. What is it that you really do? Okay. Well, I provide security guards. No. I service people. So the crux of what I do is that I'm a servant. I have to serve. Okay. And that is like the ground. That's like the nitrogen in the soil. If the soil is your culture. Okay. Okay. I serve people. And from there, I'm now moving with that intention. I'm now looking, but I'm also now attracting people that have the same mindset. Do you have a servant's heart? Mm -hmm. Are you a, you know, can I replicate aspects of myself inside of this community? That's mm-hmm. number one. Number two is that to have an effective culture, wow, there's 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 things that you cannot have, okay? You have to have an atmosphere of trust. You have to have an atmosphere of respect. You have to have integrity. A leader, you have to be above reproach. You are mm-hmm. not their friend. You don't hang out with them and because you, because, because you are the CCO, you are the chief culture officer. You, mm-hmm. 
you are a gardener and your job is to garden and hose and weed and prune the culture every single day. You are always selling. You're not only selling yourself, but you're selling your culture. You see, you can have a good seed, a good employee. You put that good seed in a bad soil, bad culture, the pH is off, it will not grow. Now, you can take an average seed, you can take an average Walmart seed, and you can have an outstanding culture, and you have crops forever. Case in point, case in point, is the Los Angeles Rams. The Los Angeles Rams, if you even think about it, if you break this down, this is so fascinating, the Los Angeles Rams had four to five rejects on that team. They had a defensive end that was kicked out of Denver that year. The Rams took them. The left tackle kicked out of Cincinnati, the team they beat. The Rams took them. The quarterback, the starting quarterback for the Rams was in Detroit for a number of years and they never won a playoff game. The Rams took them. Then you had Odom Beckham Jr., the receiver. The Rams took him. One or two other guys, they took that team and said, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Odell Beckham, you know, you got kicked out of Cleveland. And, you know, come here, come here, Seeds. Come here, Seeds. We're going to build a culture. And those players took over that game, including the quarterback, and they won the Super Bowl. Tom Brady goes from New England all the way to Tampa. Tampa ain't won a Super Bowl, and guys know when. And in one season, he changed that culture and took the same players and won the Super Bowl. So you're you are saying as a CEO, you can dictate and control. I don't say dictate, that's a strong word. You can create an environment, a culture at your company. Is that what yes. you're saying? Okay. Yes. That Yes. So, I mean, you're, you're taking your experience as a football player, mm. and um, most of my audience have never played professional football. Help, help a, a regular non-professional sport CEO think about how did you do that? How, how can you, what can you share with them to help them build culture at their company? Well, wow, this is, you know, that's a great question. <laughs> so I actually work with C-suites on this very topic. Okay. The first thing is that you have to divorce, and this is going to sound controversial, right? Okay, that's fine. This <laughs> but you have, you have to divorce the success mindset. The success Meaning? mindset is a man-made construct. Okay. okay. You are created to win. You're not created to be successful, which is why you spend billions going to football games, which is why you spend billions on gaming and video games. I get my son four or five o'clock in the morning, get off the game. What is it? Because he's created to win. In fact, they built a city. They built an entire city around gambling. It is the number one vacation spot on the planet earth, more than Disney. And it ain't nothing to do with kids there. Why? It's because we are created. We are one to two to three million sperm cells. You're the one, if you're hearing this, listen to me now. If you're the you. one, you're the one who fertilized the egg. That means out of millions, you won. Okay. So now you're born and you're playing, you know, you're playing win games and, you know, and the hide and seek and I won, I didn't win. And then you develop your resilience if your mom and dad doesn't come in and helicopter parent you to death. Okay. And then, and, and, but then all of a sudden on the third or fourth grade, they introduce another concept. The time you find out Santa Claus is not real, right? They introduce a concept and that concept's called success. And so now it's like, well, you know, if you, get this type of job, you'll be successful. If you do this, you'll be successful. And now society is dictating your wins in the facade of success versus the win coming from within. So now when you have a culture and it's like, think about this, the NFL, I mean, egos, 
<laughs> get arrogance. You uh-huh. know, you got millionaires and you know, arrogant. They all play together. Uh-huh. Why is because the win? So when you have a culture, right? As the gardener, as the CEO, and you have a culture, it's like, hey, hey, success is too ambiguous. Because you can have the marketing department saying, well, we didn't make our numbers, but our stuff was good. We're good. It's no problem. You know, advertising like, hey, you know what? Hey, that's them. I, no. When, when we lost in the locker room, everyone's head is down. Uh-huh. You feel the pain. You So now when you get that win and you have the departments and people like, this is my win, I'm buying into the win. Now, guess what? It fosters teamwork. They can understand leadership better versus a myopic and narcissistic success mindset. That's the first thing you got to do is transform your culture from a success culture to a winning culture. Let me ask you a question about that. And I, I understand exactly where you're coming from and I agree with what you're saying, but how do we make, how do you make sure all employees are going for the same win? Well, does that make sense? I'm saying yes. And so, the CEO, the management, you have to understand is that people's rewards are different. And so the CEO, the management, you have to say, okay, what is it? What is Sally's win? What is Erica's win? What is Steve's win? Let me listen, you know, and now I'm, I'm understanding how they, how they are appreciated mm-hmm. i'm understanding what they consider a win and i bring that all together and then in my language which is which is which is very important in my language i'm like this is the win and then i sell the buy-in and to make okay. sure everyone is on the same page the first thing the head coach does when he comes into a team is that he writes down the super bowl this is where we're going men we're going to the super bowl and everyone's like I'm buying into that. I'm okay. ready to roll. Let's go. The buying is so important. I mentioned something earlier. I mentioned language. Language, leaders, that's your weapon. You find keywords, words that only your company understands. That builds the that builds the community. Okay, which is okay. another strategy. But the words, you know, this word, like I, I'll give you a corporate word, right? best practices you know it's like everyone understands what the word best practices mean right so what about in your miniature organization what are the words that everyone can buy into and know exactly what you mean like example a lawyer i just i just saw my lawyer this morning why do i have to have a lawyer you know why i have to have a lawyer is because they hid the law in latin (laughs) <laughs> it's words. Why do I have to have a doctor? I mean, of course I have a doctor, but what makes a doctor so you know untouchable is that you can't pronounce all these languages. Okay. And I guarantee you, if you went to the hood, you know, you from the middle class and you ain't never been in the hood, one sentence, you're gonna get robbed because they know you're not from there because of the words. Okay. So now you create words in your culture that everyone understands. Okay. And you know, I'm, what I want to do, and I, I appreciate what you're saying, but I want I want to make sure we I want to change direction a, a little sure. bit. And and we we spent a little time talking about the culture. We spent a, well, a lot of time talking about, about about the culture and how you bring that leadership team together. The thing that I want to talk about is in order to grow 
to a hundred person company, you have to be, you have to start having some systems and procedures that continually work right. Help me understand how you got to the point where you knew you had to have a system. You knew you had to have a procedure. You knew you couldn't write a cookbook every time you hire a new employee. You knew you couldn't write a, have a, have a, you couldn't just write a check and do something differently next week. Help me understand the systems and procedures that you had to put in place to make things go. So right about the about 50 plus employees around the 45 to 50 employee mark. So I'm like leaving the mom and pop for it for phrase, right? Okay. Like, okay. Now you have to, because what, because what was happening is that I would get the 60 employees and then I would lose contracts and like, and then I would go back down to 40. I'm doing great. And I'll get the 60, 65 from losing. Like, what is it? And it's because we didn't have the capacity, which is another spiritual law, but the systems now, that I had to develop what I did was once again, I went to the competitors and I went to, you know, maybe, you know, the top two or three, probably of the largest security companies in the world. And I said, what are they doing? And they had a complete automated system that integrated everything from when the guard clocked in all the way to the payroll, to the invoice that was sent, the whole thing was sitting under the company, that system is under the company and is giving me now the capacity of four to 500 employees because the system is now, the processes in the system, I had to begrudgingly, I had to remove myself from the, pull back from the equation because now there's the employee, now there's the process and systems and then there's me. And so now the process and systems help manage the people, which is now, a dichotomy because it's like, wait a second, I still want to touch the people. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm figuring out how do I jump the fence, connect, but still say, no, you got to follow the system. And so okay. this is what I'm working on now, actually. Okay. So okay. how do I still, you know, and actually churches go through something similar. This is why they start having uh, small groups and cell groups within the actual um church okay you know and i know i know what you're talking about and and to me systems systems run your business and you teach people how to how to how to how to run your system all right so you 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 got the systems in place you have people on board let's look in the in the future how do you keep on growing what is what is what does growth mean to you and how do you grow what are you gonna do to grow you grow small i know it sounds crazy right you grow small. And what I mean by that is now, now I'm at the point after I've watched a lot of larger companies, right? What they're doing and what I'm in the process of doing is I'm breaking this large company down into little companies, which now, so now I have maybe a chief and that chief is in charge of a certain area and they run everything, including payroll from there. And now the next section will have a chief and the next section will have a chief. And so one of my competitors, what they do is that if there is a, you know, halfway decent account with four security officers working, they run everything. They run everything from HR to payroll right then and there. They go there. They don't come to the main office and get their check. They pick their check up right there. And I'm like, wow. But I've seen 
because I've like racked my head on that. Like, man, that's a lot of overhead to have, you know, an actual commander, but that is built into their price structure, which I just okay. recently understood. Okay. okay. Now I understand why their numbers are where they are because they have a decentralized system. When Saddam Hussein was, you know, back in the Iraq war, one of the ways that we were able to win and what makes the US army so effective is that we have a decentralized system, which now it's like, so when we knocked out their communications from the source, it was over because okay. everything came from one place versus having a breakdown of systems or, or having, you know, just, you know, an actual pods that can lead on their own. I said, I got it. That's where I'm going. Okay. So, and, and do you, is growth to you a dollar value, a size of the company, the size of the company you go, you're trying to attract, you're trying, you're trying to become new customers. I mean, what is, what does growth mean to you? Well, that is, that is a great question. I mean, to me, the, the, the political correct answer would be, you know, the, you know, the growth is, you know, the satisfaction of the customers and, you know, but I'm a boss, I'm a CEO, right? So growth to me is a territory and B revenue. I want to see what those numbers are. I want to see what that bottom line is um, at the end of the year. Like there's, there's one or two contracts that, you know, once we've done the actual analysis with, you know, we could stand to lose. Okay. You know, because sometimes you can grow. It, Sometimes, you know, if you don't have people watching those numbers, you know, you can grow yourself out of business. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So it's, it's like, I want to see the bottom line at the end of the year. Okay. It, year over year. Okay. That, that makes a lot of sense. And um, as we're going to get ready to start winding down here, Sean. I, and I try to get my guest CEOs to offer a tip or technique or a tidbit. What can you share with your fellow CEOs? words of wisdom from Sean Harper. Wow. Well, outside of the obvious, like cash flow and, you know, things like that, post COVID, what I would share is factor in time for rest. Rest. It, it is, it, I mean, it's take time, take time, schedule it in. If you've got to get on a plane, fly to Phoenix, lock yourself in a hotel room for three days, rest. There's nothing worse than making decisions under, under stress and duress. There's nothing worse than uh, uh, trying to pour into people and there's nothing pouring into you. Rest. You just, okay. that's, that's because you, you know, listen, it's a little different out there now. So yeah, there's a lot of pressure. Get some rest. Okay. Get some. All right. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to take that CEO hat off of Sean Harper. Take the CEO title off of your name. Who's Sean Harper? What, what's he do for fun? What's he do for relaxation? Family causes? What? Who, who, who's Sean Harper behind the CEO title? Well, first and foremost, I don't apologize for this. I'm a son of God. Okay. Okay. That's that is. I appreciate that. That is the core, that is the crux of my identity. Okay. Okay. Hide from that. Sean Harper is 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 an investor. I love, I love to invest. I love, you know, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, property, real estate, crypto. Yeah, you, know, you know, I'm a crypto fanatic. 
but the greatest investment is people because I've learned that when you invest in people, it has the potential of reaping generations, generations of dividends. And uh-huh. I love, I'm, 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 I'm loving dividends. So yeah, I travel as a motivational speaker. Uh, I do consulting, I do coaching as well, because that is what I've been called to do is to pour into people. Don't you have a book? Yeah, I do. I have four books, but I have now, one book tell out. Tell me about that book. Well, <laughs> tell me about those books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's listen, 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 listen. Because people are like fascinated, like shine, like how did you make it? Like how are you making it? You know, if from one CEO to another, one boss to another, I break rules all the time. I am, I'm, I, I, I do, I do. I break rules, but I never break laws. You know, there are spiritual laws out there that you cannot break. You cannot break. If you break laws, laws will break you, right? Mm -hmm. And so the book, The Winning Edge, because in sports, we don't talk about, you know, best practices. We talk about the edge. What's going to give you the edge? And so this book basically breaks down, you know, seven principles, concepts, spiritual laws that I've used to win in life, like the law of capacity. You know, you have to have the capacity for the dream or the call that you've been given. The law of 212, water is water at 211 degrees, but 212 degrees, water boils. Boiling water has changed the world. The trick is, is that you don't get to the 212 on your own. Rarely you get to two, you have to have a consultant, a boss, a coach, somebody in your life that's not impressed with you and your numbers and is gonna push you past you. That is the 212, that's a spiritual law. Things like that, that are, that are just in the book and it's a one day read, real short, simple to the point. And, and, and you know, I'm, I'm quite sure you've piqued the curiosity of some of my listeners. So how would someone get a hold of Sean Harper? You know what? I'm all over the internet. You can go to this S-H-A-W-N, H-A-R-P-E-R. My website is seanharper.org. And my Instagram is seanharperspeaker. And so, boom, right there. Okay. And do you find yourself more, as, as you're at this stage in your life, are you more the CEO are you more the motivational speaker or are you trying to do both? Are you, in, are you doing both at the same time? I'm doing both at the same time. Would love to move my title from CEO to founder. Okay. I've met a few founders. I'm like, boy, you guys sure are relaxing over there. <laughs> <laughs> I want to move from CEO to founder because the harvest is plenty. I mean, so many, there's so many hurting people out there. There's so many yes. youth are just hurting. And, and I have actual... I have actual employees are just, and people period just need a voice of hope. And I'm like, you know what? It's my time. I'm ready to jump in there and swing at it. Well, Sean, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me today. You know, I could talk to you about the, the motivational speaking. I could talk to you more about culture. I could talk to you more about the assistance and stuff you put in, in, in place, but we were out of time. So I can't do that right now, but you know, I would, we're going to set up some time that I'd love to talk to you more beyond, beyond, beyond our yeah. conversation right now. So in winding down, let me go ahead and repeat the, the, uh, email address for not so much to me, the website address. If you want to learn about Sean's, uh, security company, it's called American services and protection.com. 
And that's how you can reach Sean Harper to talk more about the security side. But Sean is also a motivational speaker and he has a book and he gave you his email, his, his contact information to find out more about Sean Harper. So Sean and I would like to thank you, our audience of CEOs, for sticking around today and listening in today's CEO to CEO conversation. We would love for you to leave a reply or a comment to our conversation because that's how we grow as a, as a podcast. Leave your comments, leave your feedback. I'd appreciate it for the CEO Secrets of Executing Strategy podcast. So there'll be future CEO Secrets of CEO, uh, excuse me, Secrets of CEO Executing Strategy podcast next week and every week. So feel free to come back, tune in, and learn more from other seven-figure CEOs. Thank you, audience, for being here today, and we will talk again next week. Wayne Washington here. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the CEO Secrets for Executing Strategy podcast. If you are a successful CEO of a seven-figure project-based client delivery environment and would like to be a guest CEO on the CEO Secrets for Executing Strategy podcast, please visit www.ceosecrets-execution.com and apply. If today you learn a tip or a technique to apply from my guest CEO, other CEOs would appreciate your sharing this episode on social media. To do that, just take a quick screenshot with your phone, then text it to another CEO or post that screenshot on social media. If you know of other CEOs who would be a great guest, text them and let them know about the CEO Secrets for Executing Strategy podcast. The CEO you are thinking about would appreciate you including a link to the scheduling website. That's www.ceosecrets-execution.com. We are regularly putting out new episodes. To make sure you don't miss an episode, go ahead and subscribe today. Remember, your thumbs up rating or a five star review goes a long way to help promote the show and would mean an awful lot to me and my team. Do you want to know more about my company, Grow Company Profits? Go to our website at www.growcompanyprofits.com. You can also follow me, Wayne Washington, on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening, and I'm looking forward to having you back for our next episode.